Okay, welcome to this podcast. Uh, this is a podcast for the master course, the Eisen master course. Uh, and we have invited PhD student, uh, Trine Lisa Steinskog, uh, who will tell about her experiences with doing implementation work. And uh, the interview will be taken uh, um, by Tonelin Mekki, as you know, one of the course responsible teachers, and Christina, which is me. The first part uh, of this podcast will be done by Tonelin Mekki. She will be the interviewer. And uh, the second part will be uh, done by me. Uh, and the podcast will be approximately 20 minutes each. So the floor is yours, Tonelin. Yes. So, Trinelis, in this first podcast, we, um, we would like to know a little bit more about you, your motivation for doing implementation, your experiences, uh, the lessons you have learned and so on. So I wonder if you could start telling a little bit of who are you? Thank you. First, I would like to thank you for the invitation. I'm uh, delighted to speak to you all. Uh, so my name is Trilise uh, and I'm currently a PhD student at uh, Western Norway University of Applied Science. Uh, I'm a registered nurse by profession, and uh, I spent my early career mostly abroad working uh, on the African continent uh, with the Norwegian Peace Corps and Doctors Without Borders. Uh, I also conducted several courses within social anthropology, and uh, I uh, performed a master's degree within international public health in uh, 2007. Um, and to be honest, I continued, um, uh, I uh, pictured myself continuing on the path of global health. However, finding myself a husband and getting children, I settled down in uh, Bergen and uh, I started working as a lecturer at uh, the bachelor program in nursing. Uh, I worked here for six years before starting my PhD at the Faculty of Evidence-Based Practice where I am now. In addition, I have work experience from nursing homes and home-based care. And I have also worked uh, in a ward of infectious diseases at a local hospital. So yeah, that's a bit of my background. <laughs> yeah, fascinating and, and a broad uh, background, uh, Trinelisa. And I suppose uh, all those experiences all uh, are helping you perhaps uh, in, um, in the work you are doing now. Yes. Are they? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they are. And, uh, you know, I, I have participated in, uh, in much improvement work, both through uh, mm -hmm. studies and uh, work, but I didn't really consider it uh, implementation research or uh, implementation efforts. And I was not familiar with the systematical processes prior to my PhD. Uh, I can just give you an example. In my master's, I conducted uh, six months yeah. of fieldwork in um, Eritrea, uh, 
where I investigated how men influenced the practice of female genital modulations. And uh, come to think of it now, this was an important step in identifying stakeholders, as well as mapping facilitators and barriers. And uh, the results has contributed to the design of interventions to abolish the practice by the WHO. But I didn't really consider it. Uh, now when I look back, I can see that it was uh, implementation efforts, but I didn't really have, I didn't wear those glasses back then. And um, mm. so, during my clinical practice in nursing homes uh, and uh, the local hospital, I participated in several new projects, but um, I didn't really consider it uh, implementation efforts then. No. 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 And, and uh, I suppose that relates to my own practice a long time ago as a nurse. It, it, we were all, always invited to do something else, to be introduced to some improvement work or other. But um, I suppose, as you say, this systematic uh, approach makes perhaps a difference. Yes, it does, because the way I think of it now, when I think back, we, we were always provided with expectations of implementing new projects. And I think that most of the time we were doing it to please the management. We were not really concerned with the uh, evaluation and look at the, the impact it had. We, we just did it uh, for the sake of doing mm. it. So mm -hmm. it's, uh, and, and that is kind of the, the the pre-understanding I have now when I uh, go into the context. Uh, so it's, uh, it's uh, yeah. I have some different reflection upon that work now than what I had back then. Mm. Mm. And, and was this, some of this um, uh, part of your motivation to do your PhD within this field or was it other things that sparked this interest? Yes, partly. And uh, also, as uh, when I worked as a lecturer at the nursing program, uh, one of my main responsibilities was uh, mentoring students uh, who had their uh, practical placements in nursing homes and in the community-based care. And I had so many discussion and I had mm -hmm. reflection groups. Uh, the students, they were so frustrated because they, they wanted to uh, practice what they had learned. They were, uh, had uh, evidence-based practice at school. And when they met staff and uh, arguing that, no, this is the way we have always done it, or this is the way we do it here, they were so frustrated. Mm. But they also found it difficult arguing for doing what they would say was the right thing. Um, mm. And uh, this kind of confirms uh, my experiences working in the community-based care. It's very task-oriented. It's, um, it's a hectic mm. environment and it's difficult to prioritize time for improvement work. So it's, mm. um, yeah. yeah, that yeah. was uh, kind of my yeah. pre-understanding. And, and, and when this position came, um, dealing with the competence uh, gap in, uh, in uh, nursing homes, uh, I thought um, I was very high, highly motivated to apply and I got it. So I was very yeah. satisfied. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I think we are too at the university because uh, I think it's, it's, um, it's very good uh, to have students that are, are, uh, have this experience also from the other side. And you have actually, you have experienced it as, as one of sort of the recipients uh, of, um, 
of uh, innovations, those who, who are supposed to do something about everything that comes from above, as you said. And you have also uh, been talking to students and, and seen uh, their frustration. So I think that adds to a richness. And, um, and could you tell us more then about the impact project? Because you had this opportunity, you say, and, and what is this impact project in nursing homes? Uh, yes, so my, my PhD project is a part of a, a larger uh, project, the IMPACT, which stands for Implementation and Action for Knowledge Translation in Practice and Education. Uh, it's a pro uh, project supported by the Norwegian Research Council through their Halsevall program, uh, which emphasized the need for studies of how new knowledge can be implemented in the performance of services. Uh, so the primary objective is to address the knowledge to action gap from the perspective of two different sectors, the long term care setting of nursing homes and higher educational institutions. So the secondary objective are connected uh, to my PhD and it is about developing and evaluating an integrated knowledge translation intervention and test its effectiveness in driving continuous quality improvement in nursing homes. Uh, there is another PhD student dealing with the objectives concerning the higher educational institutions. So it's two mm. packages within the project. Mm. Um, so we see that there has been uh, a lot of primary research and systematical reviews examining knowledge translation interventions, but not many uh, concerning the geriatric setting. No. So that is uh, what we are dealing with. Yeah. Mm. And maybe also we should say, because the way um, the services are organized around the world are uh, different. And in Norway, I think we need to say that um, uh, because everything is uh, most, everything is nationalized and, uh, and uh, organized and financed uh, uh, from our government, all services that are not the specialized ones taking part in hospitals are provided by the municipalities. And the municipalities in our countries, they have either uh, services for older people living at home and they may receive services 24 hours, or when they are even more fragile, they are offered places at nursing homes. So I think it's fair to say that um, the people living in nursing homes in Norway are really fragile. And, and some of them uh, are even persons, are even suffering from conditions that in my time as a nurse were treated in specialist um, wards at hospitals. So the knowledge to action gap, uh, the knowledge they need to um, the nurses who are working in the nursing homes are, are quite advanced, isn't it? Yes, it is. We see that, uh, as you mentioned uh, previously, the, the conditions were uh, treated at hospitals. Uh, now the hospitals, they send them back to the nursing homes as soon as, uh, uh, as they can. And uh, we see that uh, um, there's a much higher multi-morbidity, they use yeah. uh, several medications and the need for uh, competence in nursing homes are uh, escalating really. And there are studies yeah. showing that uh, there is an imbalance between the ex uh, expected competence and the actual competence. So there is a need mm. for, um, for educational efforts in the nursing homes. Mm. Mm. 
And you said also that uh, these places, uh, these workplaces are really busy and, uh, and the workload and I, I think um, the challenges for those working in, in the nursing homes are high. So doing, uh, to, to implement something new, requiring something new from them is a challenge in itself. So how did you think uh, when you designed uh, the intervention and, and, um, and sort of uh, what did you plan for to, um, to get them on board? Yes. Um... As you mentioned, the hectic environments, it makes us wonder, would they prioritize this intervention? Would they have time for it? And uh, would the management support it? Uh, and would it be relevant for them? Mm. And uh, previous literature has uh, shown that uh, the knowledge to action gap, uh, it continues to exist in part due to the knowledge production problem, where the research does not address the priority questions faced mm. by the knowledge users and on the other hand uh, knowledge is not used uh, due to the failure to translate it effect effectively into a context. Mm. So to meet uh, these challenges uh, the impact project we utilize the integrated knowledge translation approach and central mm -hmm. to this involvement is uh, we partner up with the knowledge users throughout the entire mm. uh, research process. And we do this to create a relevance uh, and to adjust and tailor the intervention to the needs of the users. So mm. we have had a close cooperation and we involved a wide range of stakeholders. And we were particularly concerned with the management uh, up to the municipal agency, which are in charge of mm. the nursing homes here in the uh, municipality. So because we know from all implementation uh, literature that uh, you need to have the involvement uh, of the leaders. So that, mm. was a, that was a priority from the start. Um, so we have worked um, together to uh, design research questions. We have got their uh, inputs on the analysis, on the dissemination of results. Uh, so we, and uh, the participants are more than uh, informants. They are also partners in, in the process mm. Mm. Uh, to, to, um, to gain uh, yeah, active uh, participation and to, to create a relevance and tailor the interventions according to their needs. Mm. Mm. And, and you said knowledge users because um, as you said, the leaders are really central and, and we see that in most of the, um, the frameworks and, and uh, models or even theories uh, for implementation. But, but still the knowledge users in this case would be the nurses at the wards and were they too involved? Yes, uh, in Norwegian nursing homes we have what we call practice development nurses. Mm -hmm. uh, which have the main responsibility for evidence-based practice and quality improvement. In some oh. nursing homes, they work full-time and 
in other nursing homes, they have part-time jobs, but they are the one uh, responsible for uh, implementing new procedures, new guidelines, and uh, maintaining a sound practice. So they were appointed by their leaders and the management groups, and they were uh, the main um, informants and partners in the initial, uh, in my initial studies. Yes. Mm. Good. So this was uh, this was um, one of the strategies you planned for to to uh, to uh, ensure relevance, but also to ensure engagement. Yes. And um, before and, and uh, Stina will talk more to you in in the next podcast more in detail uh, about the um, the innovation, the recipients, and so on, the plans you did. But but for now and and before we end this part, what what did happen? Did it? Uh, were they motivated? Did it help? Uh, um, so, what's the status just for now, in 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 terms of having them on board and and um, being relevant, the intervention and so on and so on. Uh, yes, uh, this is, uh, has, has been some of my questions in the interviews with the uh, practice uh, development nurses. I interview them uh, after they had finished uh, the educational parts of the intervention, which I will uh, elaborate more on later. Uh, so yeah. they are, were just going to uh, implement the second part. Yes, so, um, so this inclusion of the um, practice development uh, nurses uh, was a choice to um, to um, both ensure the relevance of uh, the intervention. So, because they are also as development nurses, they are working in the nursing homes, and they know and and they know the needs, and they know the life and the context and everything. So that was one part, and the other part was also to. Um, gain motivation and, and support during uh, the intervention and uh, you will elaborate more in the next podcast but but uh, could you just end uh, by telling what exactly um, did they how, how did you work with them when um, uh, during this planning phase yes as I mentioned uh, they were more than merely informants, they were also uh, yeah. partners. So I cooperated quite uh, close with them. Um, and to optimize the impact uh, intervention, we, util uh, we utilized the UK Medical Research Council framework for com uh, complex intervention in the process of developing the intervention. Mm -hmm. um, so the impact intervention is informed by systematical reviews, but the MRC, they also recommend, in addition to existing knowledge, uh, to provide uh, qualitative stakeholder interviews. So the PDNs were yeah. my uh, my um, uh, stakeholders here to be uh, interviewed and... Uh, yeah, so they, they <laughs> informed you? Yes, they informed we me. We just um, uh, continue. Yeah. So uh, the aspect of uh, this uh, qualitative stakeholder interviews was not elaborated in the framework from 2008, but an no. enriched model of the MRC was uh, published in 2018 by Bleienberg. And um, this we utilized to inform the intervention. Mm -hmm. And it suggests to obtain information um, on the content, uh, context and current practice, and to identify and define problems and determine the needs of those receiving and performing the intervention. Oh. Mm. 
So the practice development were highly uh, useful in this uh, matter. Mm -hmm. And uh, by conducting focus groups uh, and observation, we were able to get an insight of the nursing home daily practice and also to perform a need assessment of what the practice development nurses required to succeed with the intervention. Mm. And the, it was very interesting to uh, conduct observation because I uh, quickly experienced that it, during the interviews, they told me a lot, but there was so much more to their role and to their responsibilities. And I don't think they even were able to articulate it themselves. I don't know if they even thought of it, but that was very interesting and informative by uh, conducting observation in mm. uh, addition to the interviews. Yeah, yes. so it's a very complex, uh, it's a very complex uh, intervention and you will talk more uh, detailed about that, but just to finish off, uh, so this preparation work, you said you had um, conducted focus groups with, uh, with the nurses, so, so in, in total, how much uh, workload would you say you uh expected from uh, from them how, how much did they have to participate to to provide all this information do you think well uh it was it has always been a part of our strategy not to uh interfere too much so we mm. provided or we did this uh, focus group uh, just after the internal practice development uh uh, internal meetings so they mm -hmm. were there anyway so they just stay behind yeah. two hours and that has been a strategy all the time to try to meet them where they are or in addition to other arrangements so um, to try yeah. to to ease the burden of participating in this uh, project and that mm -hmm. we have received a very good uh, feedback on <laughs> Mm. Yes. Yeah, thank you, uh, Trinne-Lisa. Uh, I think we will go uh, more into to the detail, but the absolute last, uh, in this phase, uh, it was in, in the, the first uh, two years, uh, first, first year perhaps, or first two years. So for you personally, how was this role uh, having this... Uh, this role towards uh, the um, nurse developers and uh, and this this active participation out there sort of i i, I thought it was uh, really informative and i thought it was really uh, interesting uh, i i faced some problems because uh, one of them she knew i had worked as a, as a nursing teacher so i found her very nervous because she felt she was afraid yeah. to uh, to show that she did something wrong <laughs> so uh, there were some uh, some situation i had to really clarify uh, my role and my intentions for being there and uh, but I, I got to know them better uh, and uh, of course, that has two sides. Uh, there could be some uh, socially, some biases there. As, uh, but we have had a very open communication and I have always been clear on my role and my part. I have not actively been involved in any education or any uh, in the project. I have merely been an outsider asking them, how is it going? What do you think? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, but it, it's been, uh, I, for my part, uh, collecting uh, data, generating data, interviewing, being out there, it's been one of my favorite parts of my PhD. Mm. 
Oh, yes. I can relate to that. Being <laughs> out there in the field. Yes. So I think we stopped here, uh, Trina Lisa. Yeah. Well, <laughs> speaking Norwegian, English, <laughs> Trina Lisa in Norwegian. <laughs> and then um, we continue with the next podcast uh, where uh, Stina will um, delve more deeply into to, uh, the different elements uh, of the intervention and, uh, and the, the results so far. And uh, we are excited to uh, learn to know um, what happened with all this uh, planning. Did it work as you hoped? So thanks for now.